Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is well. Welcome to the Boo Special Edition. Hope you can see me. We are in Orlando, Florida at a Momentum Conference. We figured why waste a day? Let's continue doing the boost no matter where we are. So thanks so much for tuning in, wherever you're looking, whether you're here with us live or any day of the week, it's an honor to be with you right now. We've been talking a lot last week, if you remember, about this idea of the wall. We get to the wall, everyone has, every one of us has that wall. And if you remember last time we had this conversation, we were talking about what happens when you get to your wall. Thank you for those that are appreciative of where we are. Just letting you know what's going on. I'm with, I kid you not, 35 of the best guys in the world. Two days in Orlando. It's just awesome. It's perfect. And some of the guys you can get a chance for those who will stick on after 20 minutes. At 9.20, we're going to go to a little bit of a Q&A with the guys with our live studio audience here. So behind me, right behind you right now are some of the best guys I've ever seen. And we've been doing a lot of the work that we've been doing on the boost together. And so, so if you're here with us after 9.20 today, you'll get, you'll get to hear from some of the guys. We've been talking about this concept of the wall, what it's like to be at that wall. Every day there's a wall. If there's no wall, you're not living strong enough. The only people that don't have the wall, the people that are too busy watching other people at the wall to have the wall themselves. But if you remember what happens when we get to the wall, we think the wall is made of stone. And the energy that we have every day to go through the wall, as we go to that spot, our brain says to us, no, 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 you can't. You can't. Not today. Tomorrow. And so what happens to many of us is that as opposed to being able to get the energy that we need to get through it, we have this internal need to fight challenge. In us is a soul. And in us is something that has the desire to break through the physical. It's how we're built. We know it. We come into this world and we sense that what's inside us is greater than what's outside us. And the goal of life is to manifest that. We, we sense it. And if you watch little kids, they live that way. Watch, you know, one's got to tell a three-year-old to like, you know, try to have fun on the playground. No one's got to tell a three-year-old to like, you know, you know, step up a drop. Usually we're telling three-year-olds to calm down a drop. Usually when you see parents running after two-year-olds, they're exhausted. No one really tells a two-year-old to like, come on, maybe you should get off the couch a little bit. Like, go outside and play with your friends. Usually when they're teenagers, we have that problem. But when they're little, because when, they, when they're young, they come into this world and they're raw souls. Through life, we sort of find a way to slow them down. Mostly because we have to parent them and make sure that we can control them and make sure that we can teach them. So through a process of conditioning the little kids to calm down, to sit down, to settle down, to get back here, get back here, get back here, get in the car, get in the car. If you do it, if you do it. If... So after a couple of years of these raw souls, ages two and three, start taking over the whole world, if parents have their way, they would just sort of settle down and calm down. And after a while, we get conditioned that way. Hold on, fix this little sound. Hold on, this is going to me too. Does it sound better? A little bit. Sorry if this looks a little weird. It's okay, Andy? 
Okay. Andy says it's okay. For those of you, just those of you who know, I get to see Andy live now, which is a huge gift. Usually Andy is the, the magic man behind the wall, and now he's 20 feet from me. But if you, for those of you who remember raising your young children, or for those of you who are actually raising young children, you see really the fight of the parent to the child as the fight of expansion versus contraction. Kids want to be expanding always. They always want to be doing and going. They always want to stick their hands in everything. They don't listen. They don't like going to bed. The little kids, all they want is to expand and expand and expand and expand. And parents, because they're exhausted from it, all they want their kids to do is to contract and contract and contract and contract. Mostly for just, you know, exhaustion purposes. Go to look at a classroom. And you see kids, especially with the little ones, not when they're in kindergarten, but like first grade, second grade, expand and expand and expand and expand. And the teachers are like contract and contract and contract and contract. And it's okay because we've got to teach them. And we got to raise them. And we got to hope they don't run into streets. But if you really go down to the part where the soul comes into this world in the beginning of its life, and you look at it before it gets conditioned to be in this world, before the world conditions it, what you'll find is that what's, what that little kid, who's all soul, his brain isn't even fully functional yet. He's just all soul in that body. What he or she knows intuitively is, let's go do something great. Expand. Let's work. Let's, let's be more. Let's go to the wall. There's no wall for the little kids. The little kids don't have a wall. They wake up every morning and all they want to do is the wall. They live at that wall. It's us that slowly start the process of slowing them down, which is okay, but that's sort of the process. Because inside us is a soul. And what that soul wants more than anything in the world is to expand. It's to explore. It's to become more than I was yesterday. We had a guy here on the conference yesterday. We did this great exercise. For those of you who have the book, you remember we're in the worksheets, we do an exercise called the ideal day. So one of the guys here said a line yesterday that was awesome. He spoke about the idea of regrets and how what he wanted was to every single day live his day without regrets from yesterday. Not like what yesterday was is another version of yesterday. Today is just another version of yesterday. What I did today was an expansion of myself. It was more than yesterday. Every single day of my life, if I can look at it, what it is, is something in which my soul expanded past itself into becoming more than I was yesterday. My today isn't just an extension of my yesterday. My today is an expansion of yesterday. I'm loving this microphone for those who are watching this. There it goes again. Okay, we'll, do, we'll try our best. Because that's deep down what we want in life. Is this feeling that every single day of my life, I've expanded beyond myself. Every single day of my life, 
the walls that were in front of me, I've at least tried to push down. And I got to tell you, some days those walls are big and some days they're small. But if I look back in my life, what I will not see is a circle. If I look back at my last year, what I'm not going to see is a circle. I'm going to see a path. Maybe I'll see a mountain. Maybe I'll see just a trail. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be going circular. When we go through every one of our days, what we are looking at each day is our own version of what's on that wall. For some of us, it's the kid that we got to push a little bit further to become great. For some of us, it's the family that we got to invest in a little bit more every single day that I see nothing from. From some of us, it's going to work and being able to be a little bit better at my job today with a little bit more sensitivity to my clients. For some of us, it's being able to look at that prayer and say it slow enough that it means something. For some of us, it's just surviving because I was throwing a curveball that it's way too much for me. And just being able to get through a little bit of survival is itself the hardest thing in the world. But every single one of us is at a wall. And what our soul wants more than anything in the world is for us to be able to break through the wall. And what society, in a way, wants for us more than anything in the world is to watch somebody else do it. It's to watch a story of somebody else breaking through their wall. It's to hear about something else. It's to see it on Netflix or to watch it on TV. Or to instead of going through our wall, talk about how tonight we're going to watch the playoffs. And in the playoffs, we're going to see a team that had their own big, huge challenge. And maybe they'll overcome the one seed of the playoffs. And through watching my team fight to stay in the playoffs, I can feel this synthetic sense of, hey, I'm going through the wall. When in reality, they're going through the wall. So how do we do it? So this is what we've been talking about here on the conference. And it's, it's complicated. And there's a lot to talk about. But the one thing we have to understand before we get into this world, because it's the wall that every single one of us lives on every single day. And some days the walls are tall and some days the walls are short. But if you're being honest with yourself, every single day there's a wall. And for those who get up early in the morning, every single morning, when that alarm goes off, it's a wall. And the first thing you have to understand is that every single day we have the energy that we need to get through our walls. Our soul wants us to go forward. Our mind wants us, our brain wants us to go backwards. Because remember, our brain is who you were. And who you were is comfortable. Your soul is who you're going to be. And the only way you get to who you want to be is uncomfortable. And the fight between comfort and uncomfort, comfort always takes precedent in your brain. So if you can think about your day every single morning and 50 times throughout your day, and you can break it down into one thing, what you're basically breaking it down into is there's a wall in front of me, and my brain says backwards, and my soul says forward. 50 times a day. And at the end of that, when you go to bed, the only question you got to ask yourself is how many walls went down? So yesterday we did this thing here in the, in, the, in the trip. I'll share with you. To me, it was awesome. I hope the guys liked it as well. 9.20, we'll ask them maybe. I did this years ago. 
and it literally changed me. Years ago, I went to a conference and I, I went there to speak and I showed up like, you know, in the middle of some big event. And the guy came up to me and says, come into the ballroom. We're doing this really cool thing. So I went into the ballroom and this guy had these, these boards that he had. And he says to me, we're breaking boards. And I said, I'm not breaking boards. He goes, no, no, we're doing it. I'm like, I'm going to break my hand. I can't break boards. Like, I'm good. I'm not a martial arts guy. I'm a lawyer. If I break my hand, I can't write. You can't write. You can't make, forget it. I'm out. So he goes, you're breaking boards. So I said, all right, if I'm breaking boards. So he goes, no, you're just, you don't just go break boards. Hold on. You with me still? Am I still good? Okay. He says, you know, you don't just break boards. You got to sit down. And you got to write down the thing that's holding you back. So I sit down at the table. And I'm writing. I'm thinking to myself, what's holding me back in life? What's holding me back from becoming who I'm supposed to be? And at first, I had no idea. But everyone else was doing it. And you got to do it, too. So after a couple of minutes, I really sat down and I realized that there was fear holding me back. Working in a law firm, I wanted everyone to think I was smart. I felt like I was stupid. I'm a regular dude from Brooklyn. And it, God put me in the law school that I was in. Between me and you, I didn't belong there. Just God's good to me. God put me the law firm that I was in. I didn't feel like I belonged there. The guys around me were like super smart. Much smarter than me. Everyone around me, everywhere I can look in my law firm, was a, a magnitude smarter than me. And I really felt like the dumbest guy in the room. And whether or not the grades, who cares? It's about how you feel. And I always had this feeling in my firm when I was there that I just wasn't enough. And when you live in a life where you feel like you're not enough, you act that way or you don't act that way. I'm sitting at this NCSY event, speaking to high school kids in this room by myself. And I'm looking at that board and he's like, what's holding you back? I'm like, nothing, I'm fine. And after a while, I write down on the book, on the board, I'm not smart enough. That's what's in my head. So when I'm in a room, I don't open my mouth. Or when I have a question or a deal, I don't ask the question. Or when I'm in the middle of something, I'm second-guessing myself all the time. And I read it on the board, but I'm too tough to show anybody. So he puts the thing in front of me, and he tells me, this guy, this rabbi, who had since left NCSY, he says to me, I want to congratulate you. I said, for what? He says, just being able to articulate what's blocking you is 90% of the problem of, of the way there. Just being able to say to yourself, the reason why I can't get through that wall is because of some fear that I have or something that's in my head or some belief that is maybe something that you got because you spent, I don't know, first to 12th grade in the principal's office every single day. And maybe one or two teachers told me, you're not enough. Maybe 10 to 50, maybe 100 reminded me every single day that I wasn't enough. And of course, because when you're in high school, you're like, who cares? I hate school. But that stuff gets in after a while. Not even though you have parents that say you are. Stuff gets in. 
teachers, teachers are powerful. And a bunch of my teachers didn't think I was enough, which is okay, because I wasn't enough. But what you're sitting in your career, and now you gotta perform, and you start to identify the things that get in your way, and you look at it on the board, now you can start to figure out what's going on. You see, when you go up the, when you go up to the wall and you're not self-aware of why you're not going through it, you can't get through it. When you go up to the wall of your life and you don't realize the reason why you can't do the thing you want to do is because of some belief that's hanging out there that doesn't need to be there. And you're not able to articulate it. If you're not able to identify it, if you're not able to even take a shot at it, how do you know who to fight? How do you know what's holding you back? How do you know how to get around it? I'm playing football and I'm looking at a line and I can't identify that my threat from my sack is coming from the left. How do I know how to send it? How do I know how to protect myself? So every day I go up and I fall. And I forget that the most important thing in my life that I need is not capacity. The most important thing that I, in my life that I need is, is clarity. And I'll never forget, and we did this last night, is sitting in that room. Now, I want you to picture it for a second. I'm like 10 years older than all these kids. And they brought me in as like the lawyer. And these are high school kids. I'm sitting in a big ballroom. And staring at me as a guy holding a board. And on the board it says, I'm not smart enough. And it hit me right then and there. That was that was my wall. And the guy whispers in my ear. And I want you to take every bit of your power. And even though you think you're going to break your hand, I want you to break right through it. To me, that's life. Life is hard when we don't think. Life is hard if we're not aware. Life is hard when you go through life and you run through it because you got to get somewhere when really you forget to put the address in ways. Life is hard if you keep on hitting the wall and turning around, not knowing it's because you never took a second to be honest with yourself to say, the reason why I can't have this conversation, I can't make this phone call, I can't start this business, I can't do this thing because I feel like I'm not enough. There are a lot of people that can't connect to God because they feel like God doesn't want to talk to them because somebody told them growing up that they're not spiritual or religious enough. I'm not blank enough is the reason why many people don't find the strength to break the wall that's in front of them. We'll talk about what happened tomorrow. We'll talk about what happened here last night, maybe tomorrow. But I want to leave you with this today, and then I'll go to the crowd. We've got a one, we have a studio audience here, which is amazing. So maybe we'll go to the studio audience that's here. You can hear the clapping. It's awesome. This is like a real studio. The Daily Boost is becoming real. I don't know, 300 episodes in, we're taking it up to the next level. Soon you're going to see us in, in New York City with, like, you know, the city behind us and, you know, the cars walking by. Sometimes in life, 
wonderful people that tried their hardest, whispered things into your ears that led you to believe that you're not enough. Sometimes. Being aware of that is the first step in being able to break the board, which allows you to break the wall, which allows your soul to take you to where you belong. All right, we'll talk about this tomorrow. So for today, I want you to think about something. Just try this, just for a second. Think about this. If you hit a wall today that you don't go through, think for a second. If I'd have to write on a board or on the wall, why am I not going through it? What belief in my head is preventing me from going through that wall? What would I write down? Think about this. Tomorrow we'll be back in the regular, uh, with God's help, everything should go well, we'll fly back. Tomorrow we'll be back in the regular studio. We'll talk about this again. We'll talk about this a lot, just letting you know. We're not, gonna, we're not, we're not done just yet with this concept. Uh, but thanks so much for being here. And now we're going to, for those who are, who, are, who are leaving us now, have an incredible day and we'll see you tomorrow. And for now, that, for those who are sticking around with us, let's go to a Q&A with our live studio audience that are right here. We'll see our amazing guys. Let's turn around to the guys. Okay, check this out. We're going Q&A. First time Daily Boost history. You guys are making history right here. Okay, let's do it. Q&A to the crowd. They didn't know they were getting a Q&A. <laughs> Comments, questions, thoughts. Let's go to Ken. Yeah, just anything you want to share. You've been on the do. Yes. Get get him a get him a microphone so he can say that. Get him a microphone so he can say that. Michael, I hope you're still on. Don't leave yet. For those who, for Mike, for those who are staying on, can can you come on? Can you hear him? Come say hello. Get him a chair. That's awesome. Michael from, from Germany. And for those that are here on the boost every single day, you guys know Ken Winkler. Ken is the one who I always post whenever I make a sports reference, especially when I knock at Atlanta. Ken is one Go of the box. greatest men in the world. O-H-I-O. <laughs> Do you got him? Can you see him? Okay. So uh, last night was Share them, share them, but 
unmute myself. Is that okay? Can I unmute myself? Okay, the question that uh, that was asked is the ability to go to become emotional, but at the same time stay level-headed. So first of all, thank you for your kindness. It's all from God, whatever he puts in. I got to tell you, honestly, I cry like a baby. I'm the most emotional dude in the world. My family knows that, like, I'll come home one day and just break out into spontaneous cry. I'll Sometimes I'll walk to, like, shul and see, like, a bird help a bird out and be like, I'll be blown. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, the most, and for those guys that are on the trip with me, you know, I, I'm, I mean, every other day, um, I'll tell you what, but I always think about. Um, I, I remember when I was in high school, I went my year in Israel, and high school, at least for me, in high school guys crying over stuff that's meaningful was less uh, celebrated. I don't know, like you know, usually with a bunch of like guys, and I would always find myself uncomfortable that we'd be like at a moment, and I'd be like tearing up. Now I believe it comes from my Sephardi roots, and you know, we're we're an emotional people. And I remember once my rabbi said to me, he says, never, never apologize for getting emotional because tears are the window to your soul. If you really think about what crying is and what emotions are, as this rabbi explained to me is, in the moment of expansion, spiritual expansion sometimes, there's two types of tears, right? There's tears of, of, of despair. Right? There's tears of pain. But if you notice, sometimes there's tears of joy. Like what happens when a, a, you go to a wedding and you see like a couple walk down the aisle and you see that woman in the front, the mom, and she burst, the mom bursts into tears. She's not in pain. There's no, what happened to her? And as this rabbi explained to me that she was experiencing a stirring of the soul. And sometimes when the soul stirs, the body can't handle it. And the windows of the soul is your tears. And sometimes emotion really is your soul stirs. And as a result, at a deep level, your body like can't process it. It can't handle it. And so for me in the, in the area of emotion and how you balance emotion, what has been helpful to me is the understanding that Emotion is the, is, is like breathing. It's the normal course of the spiritual breath. Just like the body needs to breathe in oxygen, soul needs to get a good tear out every once in a while. So many times I'm feeling the tearing coming up. And I'm, because I'm okay with it, it balances in my mind better. I let it, that, that to me almost feels normal. To have sort of the, the the roller coaster of emotion, and and if you're feeling that, it's because there's something special about you and right about you. In a world where sometimes we've deadened our spirituality, your spirituality is alive and well. It's almost like if you see, if God forbid, if God forbid somebody's laying there and we're not sure if they're alive or not, and if they start poking them to see if there's an event, a movement from the body part and there's movement, there's a sign of life. And when a person feels the, the, this emotional flow, it's a sign of real spiritual life. So the truth is, thank you for who you are. Great question. Yeah. Five minutes.
Okay. Um, the question is, 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 you know, how do we come up with things? So I, I can tell you the two, the two answers that I have, which is, you know, and we spoke yesterday about this, Hilton and I had a conversation about this yesterday as well, um, about the need for mentors and the need to fight for people that you respect. Uh, God, God's the best. I mean, God is my, is, is my dad and he's my best friend. And he's everything to me. And he's blessed me with a lot. And one of the things he's blessed me with is people that are, you know, a, a magnitude greater than me than somehow, that somehow put up with me which is this crazy thing that I don't understand why. Like, I don't understand why some people actually put up with me. Um, they're holier than me. They're smarter than me. They're greater than me. And like, they take my calls and they answer my dumb questions. And, um, and, and I've been blessed in my life to have people greater than me that I look up to, that I call, that I listen to on a weekly basis, that I go to shul and on every Saturday. And I'm blessed with a rabbi who is just brilliant and sensitive and smart and spiritual and, and I'm also blessed to have, um, to live in a world where there's so many books available that are so brilliantly written that unlock things that weren't unlocked to us before. There's a lot of wisdom available to us today that was never available to our parents and grandparents. And it's available today. And the Torah is a sea of wisdom that is beyond what our minds can ever process. And if we go down this road of, I really want wisdom, really want wisdom, and I'm going to find the guys that give it to me or the women that give it to me, and I'm going to find the books that inspire me, and I'm going to put that into my daily life, regardless if I need it or not, just because that's, I don't know if I'm going to need this meal today. I'm going to eat three times a day. You know, I don't know, like, you know, Zig Ziglar once said that inspiration is like showering. You got to do it every single day for it to work, right? Like, inspiration isn't something that we get when we have a hard time in life. Inspiration is a daily habit. If I go through my day and I'm not factoring in time for wisdom on a daily loop, when I need it, it won't be there for me. So I've been blessed with other people. And the truth of the matter is it's, it's all whatever God puts in. Really. There's so many times where I will sit in front of this camera and I will look up to God and say, you and I know that I got nothing. Like, we got this, right? Like, there should be no mistake. We both know that I got nothing. So good luck. I hope it works out for you. <laughs> like, you got till 920. I'll drink my coffee. You take care of it. And I think in life, these two principles, I'm constantly searching for wisdom. And I believe in my core, and I'm trying to believe in my core, that I don't need to have it all figured out before I jump into it, is the balance. I, I, don't, I don't have to have it perfect before I walk in. And many times, for those who watch the boost a lot, you know it's not perfect many times. It's just me stumbling through stuff or we go through things in deep way. Because it, it doesn't have to be perfect with God's help. It just has to be me. Um, and when we search for wisdom on a daily basis, no matter what, and we allow, we allow ourselves to be imperfect, that's when we get to show up every, as many times as we can. And knowing that you're there listening, uh, and we'll, I'll end with this because I know we got to go. It's 930. Um, I'll tell you the, the real truth in that. I mean, that's true, but I'll tell you one more step. And for those who are listening right now, whether you're on the podcast or you're live or you're here, knowing that you're here is the greatest gift in the world to me. I don't know why I deserved it. And I, don't, I hope I always get to be here. But I, I feel honored and blessed that you're actually listening. 
um, which is why even now sitting on this conference, I went to Andy and I'm like, Andy, how could we miss two days of the boost? Like, that's a lot of time. And Andy's like, you're right. And thank God we have Hill here. And the three of us sat in the back of the bus yesterday and was like, how are we doing this? Because I just feel blessed to have you. And I appreciate everybody who's listening. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. Have an incredible day. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great time.